Hello there, it's Sonal Shah in with you with another podcast, Synergy Nutrition Talks. I wanted to welcome all of you, say a big, big hello to you, to my regular listeners and also to my new listeners. So if you're hearing me for the first time, welcome aboard and um, please continue to support and liking and following my posts because I really, really do appreciate that and it keeps me inspired to keep posting. So I wanted to say a big hello to Komal who's been following me and lovely, lovely feedback and comments from her. Um, so this particular podcast is on I wanted to follow on from the last one that I did on a new year and saying goodbye to constipation because I know um, many individuals not necessarily you but uh, maybe suffering with poor gut health and um, you know a bit bloating and constipation so my view on health being a nutritionist is we've got to um, address the gut first before we look at other areas and embarking on strict liver detox um, and fasting for example so we need to make sure that our gut is functioning well to cope with other areas and um, weight loss is also a big area too and many of you um, lovely souls have your goals might be to lose weight because you have maybe put on a little bit weight over the festive period and the holiday season um, or you've not attained the health goals that you set out maybe last year or the year before that so you're str- still struggling to lose weight and you know for me the answer is very very simple and again I can only give general advice on these podcasts um, due to restrictions but you, you know you can reach out to me anytime my website is www.synergynutrition.co.uk you can contact me um, on there so Um, lots to cover for this podcast I do want to follow on a continue with the weight loss theme and also um, have got a question from a listener that I wanted to answer so that's the main focus of um, the podcast theme today so Louise I wanted to say a big shout out to my client Louise Chandler who I've been working with um, for uh, quite a while now actually and she's managed to attain many of her health goals um, she's also on the path of weight loss she's got a little bit more to lose bless her um, but I'm pretty confident that she will and I look forward to continue um, seeing her again for a follow-up consultation so she asked me a question recently which was about um, the different types of diets and it being a little bit confusing and which ones actually have some health benefits and truth in them and it was specifically the keto diet the mediterranean diet and intermittent fasting which are big buzzwords now when we see these diets and these keywords in the media a lot and um there's big you know some of the celebs for example might be following certain diets they're mentioned and then the health benefits that they've they're gaining from that especially the weight loss but my role is to break down the diet and actually really see if it's working and look at the science behind it so without um wasting any more time let's go straight into the diets so the keto diet is basically focusing predominantly on a fatty based diet so 80% of the diet actually comes from fats with um, such as fish, meat, eggs, dairy, oils and um, green vegetables are also allowed. There's very little carbohydrates in the diet so less pasta, um, hardly any rice, grains, potatoes and fruits Um, and the idea is that the body will go into a state of ketosis where instead of using glucose which is the preferred fuel for the body um, it primarily will use um, fat as an energy source so this is where the ketones um, are formed hence the term ketogenic diet and the short form being the keto diet because the ketones are the 
byproducts of fat metabolism so instead of using glucose as a fuel source it's using the ketones and um, they basically uh, it's a way of also converting the amino acids from the protein as well into glucose Um, so if it can't use ketones it will use the protein as a backup energy source now interestingly you've all heard of the Atkins diet and the Dukan diet and they are basically two variations of the ketogenic so they work on the same principles high fat high protein and very little carbs now the side effects that people do experience when on this diet um, again it's varying because everyone's individual and you know again like your state of health depends so if you're already healthy you might experience less side effects and symptoms and if you're not in the best place to if you're not in the best place for health then you will probably experience more because your body's not used to it it's got more detoxing to do but anyway so the side effects that i've come across would be um poor concentration the the brain fog symptoms maybe a headache um, nausea fatigue um the other sign because the ketones linger in the in the on the in the mouth is the sweet smelling breath sweat and urine as well so those are the slight cons of this diet um now to go into now in terms of the advantage it it will it could lead to weight loss because again everyone's different and um, the same goes for the other diets that I'm going to talk about too but initially with any diet the weight loss will first come from water so if you do feel like you've lost weight it's the water weight that you're losing first now the only um, the limitation that I have with the keto diet is we don't know if lean muscle mass will get lost too so this is where I need to dig into the science a little little bit further to find out because the risk with these diets is we do lose our lean muscle tissue um, which is not what you want to do and um we want to maintain that for actually keeping the metabolism up so maybe the short-term gains are fantastic that you do lose weight but the long-term effects we're not really sure about and um the sustainability because personally and i'll talk about my opinion i do recommend carbohydrates so um i wouldn't really follow this diet um unless you Uh, feel that you don't need the carbohydrates and you can sustain it now intermittent fasting is the next diet that I wanted to cover and that's become really popular right now because of the 5-2 diet and again it can be quite confusing because with intermittent fasting it's like oh okay what does that actually mean so basically all it means is that it's allocating times when you can eat and times when you fast i.e not to eat and um one of the common example one of the common diets would be the five two which is where somebody eats um their regular diet on five days of the week and then they fast two days of the week so on the fasting days which are two days of the week um women normally the the recommended calorie intake for women would be 500 calories a day and then um 600 for men and um, the idea is that you know you on the fasting days you're actually reducing the amount of calories you're having now I when this came out first um, especially in the media the book came out and then there was a tv couple of tv programs on it I wasn't a big fan it didn't ring true to me because I was thinking okay great somebody fasts for two days fantastic um again that's got its limitations but then what is somebody going to be having on the other five days now if they're binging and eating more because in theory one can eat anything on the other five days it kind of negates the effects of the other two days so that's my 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 approach is not just short-term benefits it's also thinking long term what are you doing to your body 
everybody in terms of um, not con- keeping it consistent and potentially confusing it. Um, however, again, I don't have the long term um, results because these are if we're looking at all these diets a lot of these are modern diets so we don't have long-term statistics and data for body composition short term yes they might lose weight and notice a significant improvement in many areas of their life which is fine and hats down to you if you have um, and it's working for you so short term that's great but um, again I question um, exactly what you're eating so um, the other thing about fasting is it's not just the 5-2 diet. There are other intermittent fasting uh, programs out there. So you could fast for maybe um, alternate days. You can fast um, where you don't eat for like... um, So from dinner, you wouldn't have your breakfast till... I don't know about 12 to 16 hours later. So there's there's, there's a lot of fasts out there. Um, So I would say that, um, again question question mark over this one now moving on to the mediterranean diet this is um one of the most common diets but obviously it's not a diet per se because you wouldn't say oh i'm on a mediterranean diet for weight loss however it is actually the closest diet to um many many health benefits and actually being a healthy diet i think around the world and from the research that i've done and this is because it's predominantly Um, high in plant-based foods such as vegetables fruit good beneficial oil such as olive oil and that's got a spectrum of health benefits um olives especially um tomatoes also bursting with the antioxidant lycopene uh which is spelled l-y-c-o-p-e-n-e it's that it's what gives the tomatoes a lovely red color um it's it's also um so when i say antioxidant it can prevent diseases as well so it slows down oxidative damage and inflammation and it's a natural spf as well so great for sunburn um now the other thing about the mediterranean diet is it's low in red meat so those in the mediterranean don't consume a lot of red meat tends to be more fish uh fish oily fish and lean meat not eaten often um and also high nuts and seeds uh not much dairy either so this diet um you know, consumed by people around the world, so in countries like Greece, Italy, Spain, um, predominantly. Now, um, there is something called, it's very similar to the Blue Zone studies that were done. So there's the studies that were done in different population groups around the world to see which populations lived the longest. And this is called the Blue Zones. And if you put that in the internet, you'll find lots of research on it. And the countries around the world that live the longest are the countries that actually follow and eat uh, similar foods that are mentioned in the Mediterranean diet. So they are eating their carbohydrates and potatoes um, and oily fish. And this is countries like Sardinia, um, Costa Rica. Um, there's another Greek island and um also um in japan okinawa one of the islands so they have the population uh, populations that actually live longer too so when we talk about diet fair enough if you want to lose weight but the other side of the coin is how healthy are you because you can be lean and slim and not actually be healthy where i think it's a more rewarding life to actually be healthy and to live longer feel good in yourself and be happy um even if you are holding you know a little bit of excess weight um 
it might not actually be so detrimental to your health so i think the whole word the dieting industry and weight loss needs to be you know we really need to establish a better relationship with our food and what and how we're naming things as well because we shouldn't really be legalizing this food is good for me this food is bad for me because it's not necessarily the case we're looking at the overall picture the whole the whole spectrum so um that's why i would think so going back to the diets the keto diet even the paleo diet you know it's very low in carbohydrates and i find that my clients um and observations on and the research that i've done with everyone is it's not sustainable for most individuals to be on a low carb diet because carbohydrates are so important especially if you're training and you know again many of you know that i'm a fitness enthusiast and i'm going to keep covering the topic of exercise again and again (laughs) so um you know carbohydrates important to replenish the stores that we uh, burn up during exercise so it replenishes the muscles um, and is a great source uh, for the brain as well so we know that the brain prefers to use glucose as its energy fuel so um, that and also with carbohydrates um, in terms of the good mood neurotransmitter serotonin it requires carbohydrates to shuttle that across to the blood-brain barrier so um, there are too many benefits of carbohydrates that i wouldn't actually tell anyone to skimp on them to be honest um so the crux of it all is if we're looking at the blue zones studies and the countries around the world that have the longest lifespans so we're thinking about anti-aging and a healthier way of living combined with um all the diets that are out there the mediterranean diet is probably the closest but in essentially what is the diet your your diet is what you're eating anyway so think of it long term and um you know a diet shouldn't be making you feel lacking or low in anything it should make you feel good it should energize you it's your fuel so the fuel for the cells of your body the fuel for the cells of your brain just keeps you functioning better so your mobility is better um so you know having a healthy relationship with food ideally is where you want to go not to let emotions influence and overrule your eating and the way you're eating and for many of many of us it does um and that's probably why we're um struggling with weight because there might be another factor underlying um the real reason for us to shift the weight yeah so generally speaking um so you know think about you know if you're feeling sad a bit low or lonely are you looking at food for comfort are you looking for comfort in food yeah have a think so when i say establish a healthy relationship with food what i also mean is to eat when you're hungry you know allow the sensations of the grumble in the stomach to come because that's a sign that your body needs the food you're not eating just for the sake of eating which is what many individuals do do so for most people yes three three meals a day is great um i'd also add to that you know not to go to bed hungry either so if you do need a bedtime snack have it at least 14 minutes 30 minutes before bed you'll sleep better as well obviously no caffeine and stimulants and maybe alcohol because that can impact your sleep quality but do have something to eat um i've written an article um i forgot where it was published and i think it was online it's on my website actually the link to it and it was about having cottage cheese before bed for weight loss and um i'm not going to go into the article in detail right now but i can cover it another time but please have a read of it because i put some interesting um bits of information about it containing protein and fats and actually being a low 
calorie food to consume any time of day um and then also to add about uh hunger is that if you wake up not feeling hungry that is absolutely fine happy with that but try and um, have something to drink and stay hydrated have some herbal teas so that when you do want to have something healthy um and then you know with it when you're hungry so within one to two hours maybe a little bit later you reach for something that's a bit more healthier to fill you up so there's no point starving yourself in the morning and then eating a breakfast um a pastry or a croissant for breakfast that is not the way to go because you're going to set yourself up to probably eat and binge more later in the day as well so really really have a look at your relationship with food and what you're choosing and just to also add to this snacks does not replace a meal so if you're snacking throughout the day again you're not doing your body's much much of a favor um and it means that your appetite's not satisfied and certain foods can actually stimulate your hunger more um and for me this would be because i've used my body as an example a lot would be if i eat a very ripe banana for example it leaves me feeling more hungrier and this is primarily primarily because i'm digesting it very very quickly because of my metabolism so um that sugar high and low hits me quite quick and i need to um, eat something more but most of the time with my diet I'm not I'm not very hungry I can my blood sugar levels are very stable and that's because of the foods that I choose to eat and the times that I eat them the combination so sweets and confectionery biscuits and fruit juices fizzy drinks and high carb snacky foods um not ideal if you want to lose weight because that's just going to send your blood sugar levels into yo-yo so um yeah I just wanted to end it on a positive note which was um you know become more in tune with your body and um try and find the foods that suit you better so that fill you up for longer balance your blood sugars and also f- um give you the nutrients that you need and that in a nutshell is your diet okay so whatever you're following be it the mediterranean diet or a mix of everything and maybe you have a couple of days where your calorie calorie restriction is low this is your diet yeah it's not set in stone it will change depending on the seasons and depending on your um current state of health and depending on what you're doing and your activity levels okay um so it is subject to change throughout the year and it should do because we're not designed to have the same foods again and again we need variety although eating in season and local is ideal <laughs> but um but yeah so just have a think um and i know um you were probably expecting some specific tips on weight loss but again going to the science this is it if you follow my advice i'm pretty confident that you will start seeing positive results in your body shape okay so you might not lose the weight instantly but slow slow and steady always wins the race if you're losing weight quickly it's not a good sign because there there is a chance that you might put on the weight a bit more quickly so um keep consistent and follow what suits you and enjoy enjoy your food food shouldn't be a chore and food shouldn't be a bore either it should be enjoyed um and it should nourish your body okay so that's your diet so i'm going to leave it there um and for the next podcast um i'm going to carry on with this theme of healthy eating i will cover i think the blue zones diet in a bit more detail because i've actually traveled to some of the mediterranean countries so i can share my experience with that and we'll also get um a couple of guest speakers on as well so i've got some um lovely lovely individual um individuals in mind who are friends of mine and i want to get them on to share their take on health nutrition and fitness so you'll be learning some more information so let's but let's bust the myths and get the real science and health nutrition out there because it is lacking and that's kind of my role I, I write about this in the media a lot and 
um, I need to update my blog post, but I will share as much as I can with my um, through this podcast. So please do like my posts and follow me. So I hope you find that useful. Take care and check in with you soon. Bye.